August 25th, 2020, 11.45 p.m., two killed, one injured, and shootings at the Jacob Blake protests. Let's talk about what happened and why it happened. Welcome to Liberty After Dark. Sorry in advance, everyone, if I don't sound particularly enthusiastic when talking about this. Uh, There are about three billion other things I would rather spend my time making one of these episodes talking about. But it's rare that I feel such a compulsion to talk about any specific thing, especially when we're this close to the event happening. It's not something, you know, I I typically would do like a news reporting thing in the the season one style of the show where we would go over the news and give like initial reactions. Um, But, you know, I I always tried to keep some level of like separation from the things I was saying uh, just in case information came up uh, to the contrary or whatever. But it's it's very rare that you're going to get what happens today, which is, you know, basically nine hours after it happened, uh, very little additional information has come out. And from the first moments I saw any of the footage, I knew exactly what had happened, why it had happened, and what it meant. And exactly my biggest fear, and the reason that we're doing this episode, is was my very realized fear that the media would take this and spin it into some homicidal teenager going out there to, to kill people when in reality, I, I think this guy waited until basically the last possible moment before the worst could possibly happen to do anything. Uh, and so we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about a whole lot more than just that, including why you shouldn't even be involved in these protests in my opinion, but let's go ahead and jump straight into it. So to start, I just want to get the quote-unquote facts out there. And I'm going to choose this article very specifically because it does manage to mention one of the the scenes that is available to see about what happened last night. And uh, it has a very specific spin on it, which is going to go great into point two. But let's just go ahead and talk and just read through this really quick. This is from CBS. Um Two people were shot to death and another was wounded during a third night of protests in Kenosha over the shooting of Jacob Blake, the 29-year-old black man who was shot several times by police. Authorities on Wednesday hunted for a possible vigilante seen on cell phone video opening fire in the middle of a street with a rifle. The gunman was reported just before midnight and the sheriff, David Beth, said one victim was shot in the head and another in the chest. The Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reported. The third victim's wounds were not believed to be life-threatening. He said that investigators had reviewed the footage of what happened and that he was confident a man would be arrested soon. That's literally all I want to talk about. Everything else is just fluff for the article. So that gets like 90% of what happened in the worst possible zero context way possible. Now, this is the point where, since we're an audio program that mainly focuses on the podcast now, I'm going to have to ask that you do a little bit of homework 
there are some links that are going to be posted in the community group. I'm not going to post them on the main Facebook page, but I am going to post them in the Liberty After Dark community group to some Twitter threads where you can watch the videos for yourself and see what you think about all this. Uh, specifically, which this is only one of the, the videos in question that I think needs to be looked at for the totality of this situation. Uh, the, there's actually two videos, and I'll just go ahead and explain that. The first video is from the protesters going on to the car lot where the man is shot in the head. Uh, it's graphic. It's very graphic. All of these are graphic. So just watch yourself now. That is a clear trespassing. They were clearly intending to do some damage. Uh, that man was perfectly justified in defending that property. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That we'll, we'll come back to that in a second. I want to establish the fact that the second video... The man was being assaulted. So you would have had to believe that the first shoot was completely bad. Zero justifiable cause there. Uh, nap violation in order for the second and third shoot to also be bad. He waited until he was basically toppled over on the ground with no way to get out of this situation before he pulled that trigger. He I gave multiple verbal commands, multiple Attempts to de-escalate the situation, which many people will disagree when you say, oh, you can't de-escalate when you're pointing a gun at somebody. Unfortunately, that's kind of how this works. Okay, You have to. Uh, if someone is charging you or running at you or attempting to attack you and you have a weapon drawn, that is not that's just uh, it's more like a preparation to respond to aggression. Uh, the act of raising a weapon is posturing. It's not in itself blatant aggression and aggression in this case when we talk about ethics aggressions are specifically nap violations where it's like i aggressed against you meaning i impeded your ability to to travel therefore i put you in de facto slavery that's an aggression or i hit you i aggressed against you uh, you know it's etc we can we can debate the the colloquial versus ethical definition of aggression later but for just for the context, that's how we're going to be using the term aggression when we talk about this. Now, there is a ton of information that we still don't have about this, but I'm going to make the case for why all of the information that we're missing doesn't matter and it doesn't change any of the context or any of my opinions on anything that happened. OK, uh, a lot of people will say we don't even have a positive ID on this person. How do we know that they were the ones like they had anything to do with that property, that they had any right to be there to defend it. Well, because of the, you know, we've talked about this before on the show. All right. I'm just going to rewind slightly. Every time we've talked about the NAP violation, the, the hypothetical has come up. What if you see someone being attacked? Can you help them? Right? Yes, of course you can. Are you obligated to No. Okay. So those are two very important things about the non-aggression principle. You can help someone who is having their NAP violated. You are not obligated to do so. Property is an extension of someone's person. If you see your friend or your neighbor's car being vandalized, you have every right to stop someone from doing that. Okay? It doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter if it's not your property. It doesn't matter. If you see someone aggressing against someone else's property, they are failing to reciprocate rights within society polite society if you want to look at it that way reciprocation of rights is fundamental fundamental to our relationships 
as human beings. If you can't tell, this this right here is a culmination of everything that we've ever talked about as far as the non-aggression principle and where rights come from. And it starts to make sense why all of these conversations in isolation are so important to have down. Because when you get situations like this, it's really easy to say things like, oh, well, you know, we don't know who this person is. They may not have any affiliation with the car dealership. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not matter if they had any affiliation with the car lot. All right. All that matters is that private property was being uh, was being aggressed against. A person's personage, private property is an extension of your personage, was being aggressed against. NAB violation. You can stop that. Okay, so let's let's pretend we've we've established that that part was a good shoot. Okay, when you shot the man in the head, that was a good shoot. Whatever. Shot placement aside, I think you know we we can talk all day about whether or not that was an intentional kill or not. It doesn't matter. Good shoot. End of story. Whatever happens after that is is done. Therefore, the second one where he's aggressed against in the street. Now he's not in private property anymore. He is physically trying to distance himself from these protesters. He's fallen back to the street, and then he's assaulted by these protesters, quote-unquote protesters. At this point, he's given multiple verbal commands. When he's assaulted, at that point, it's game over for those protesters. It's game over. They, they've aggressed against him. They have failed to reciprocate rights. They have returned to the existence as state of nature beings. The NAP, the protections, that quote-unquote protections, which I think is a horrible misunderstanding of the NAP, is, are gone. You have failed to reciprocate rights. You're a state of nature creature. There's no different than a rabid dog at that point. And people hate it when you say things like that. They absolutely hate it. And I get it. It's not palatable. It's, it's not fun to, quote-unquote, dehumanize people. But when someone fails to reciprocate rights and aggresses against you, they are dehumanizing you. That is a very important thing to make clear. It's not like I wake up one morning and I say, mm, okay, he's now a state of nature creature. I can do whatever I want. I can aggress against him. He has to initiate his existence as a state of nature being he has to first or she anybody has to first aggress against someone in order for them to fail the mutual reciprocity clause which is the only glue that keeps us entangled to our rights that's it that's it mutual reciprocity is it there is no ephemeral rights that existence that we can point to maybe if you believe in a god fine i find it difficult to bring that up in some sort of ethical argument as far as like where rights originate from the only thing that i can point to that doesn't require some deity endowing you with rights which would circumvent all of this i suppose is mutual reciprocity that's it and if you can't reciprocate rights you don't get them. <laughs> you return to the state of nature. That's all we're doing. So then I see these news stories. Now that we've established everything, now that we've put all the pieces together, now that we've we've you know put two and two in, in one place, you know we can disagree about some of these things. I would love to hear some of y'all's reactions to this in the comments. I'm sure someone will disagree with something I've said at some point, but I feel like most of this, if not all of this, is based entirely in the ethics of the situation. Now that we've put all this together, 
we get to talk about what I honestly think might even be more important than what actually happened. And that's crazy to think about, right? We had a guy's arm almost get blown off and two people die. Yet here we are in this position where the state is outwardly hostile to this person already. Like we said, we read in that that's that uh, piece from CBS. The sheriff's department had already made a statement saying that he was going to be arrested. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. They had seen enough, apparently, that, that, that he went too far, and they're, now they're branding him something like a vigilante. Guys, this is, this is not cool. <laughs> this is hands down worse than what happened, in my personal opinion, because this is setting a precedent. Now, I will hear you now. This is a slippery slope fallacy. There's no guarantee that this will be the same in, in every state if this were to happen, right? But we do not need to be encouraging behavior where people are being demonized for defending private property, okay? I have never understood why protesters would target private property when they are attempting to stick it to the man. There is literally... Those two things are so diametrically opposed, it's not even funny, okay? I usually make the comment, like, if you want to make a statement, go burn down a police station. Don't mess with somebody's private property, okay? If you want to make a statement against the police, go do that, which just, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. And you know what happened when, when that man was shot, when they were trespassing on private property with the intent to destroy private property? They, they called for the police to come and help them. Pick a side. Jesus. Okay, I'm getting a little heated here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it back a little bit. But I, I do, you know, man, I mean, this, this is the kind of stuff that really gets me going. Uh, when, first thing I did this morning, after I saw everything, I said, you know what? I'm gonna, I watched the videos. I said, wow, this is crazy. Can't believe this is happening. I'm going to go to bed. And so I went to bed just fine. Slept, slept like a baby because I knew I was going to need it for today. And when I woke up this morning, the first thing I did was I went to go start reading. And I went to go see how the news was spinning this. And even sites like Fox News. I don't have an, an article from Fox. But they've been pretty timid as far as... Like, not so much defending, but even, even like, putting any sort of positive spin on, on what happened. And I'm not saying we should say, like, yay, he killed those people. That's amazing. It's a loss of human life. It shouldn't have happened. Those people were obviously uneducated on the reciprocation of rights and didn't understand that what they were doing was wrong. That's a very sad thing to see. It's a very sad thing to see. Okay. We are, we are a net negative in human life because of a failure to reciprocate rights. Not a fun time, okay? Not a fun time for anybody involved. But what really gets me is when the media tries to spin this to set the establishment against people defending their private property, okay? So why does this piss me off so much? So, Gary, you keep saying... This pisses you off. Like, Christian, what's up, man? Why, why, are you, why are you so upset about this? From one side, you have the protesters against private individuals, okay? Obviously, there aren't enough police to defend your property. This, is, this has been demonstrated over and over again during these protests for months now. We have had private property being burned, damaged, destroyed, defaced, whatever, stolen, 
by protesters, quote unquote. And I'm just going to call them what they call themselves, protesters, right? They're trying to make a scene to get their voices heard, whatever. Obviously, there's not enough law enforcement to protect you or anyone for that matter. No one is guaranteed safety under law enforcement. So private individuals take their safety into their own hands, which is, is a fundamental right of a human being to be able to defend yourself from aggression. And nobody here disagrees with that, right? And then what they do is they turn the establishment on those people. So the people who are supposed to be protecting you, who say that they exist to protect you, who a lot of these people who are defending their property legitimately believe exists to protect them, are being turned against these people. You're, you're a vigilante if you defend private property. You're not a hero. You're not someone who's, who's just doing what's right. You're not someone who, who had to make the hard choice to stand up to these people. You're a vigilante, which carries a negative connotation. Most people don't think Batman when they hear vigilante. They think crazy person killing people on the streets with a gun. And that's specific. It's a very specific use of language when they do stuff like that. And that pisses me off. That pisses me off. When the state decides, when the media decides that individuals are not even allowed to defend their own property from these protesters, that pisses me off. That is beyond the line for me. Way beyond the line. And I'm pretty sure I just hit my desk. I may not even edit that out. I don't even know. I'm, I am amped right now. You are backing private property owners into a corner. You are giving them no choice, right? When, when the legal framework that exists around you is trying to put down people who are defending their property and protesters, the mob, is attacking their property and the same institution that says that you don't have the right to protect your property, that's our job, isn't there to help you, you are putting property owners into a corner. You are making them choose, in most cases, between their livelihood and if not their livelihood, some extension of their personage and your rules. This, this has to be intentional. Call me a crazy conspiracy theorist. This has to be intentional. It has to be. There's no, this, there's no reality where this makes sense. There's no... Listen to that again. Rewind a couple seconds, okay? You know what? Well, we'll just go through it one more time just to make sure it's abundantly clear why I am so frustrated and why this event triggered this in me, okay? One more time. Police are out on the streets. They say they're the ones who are going to protect everybody from the protesters. They're going to keep the protesters safe, make sure they don't damage anything, right? Protesters said, screw that. We're going to go somewhere else and we're going to damage things. Private property owners say, we're going to defend ourselves from these quote unquote protesters who are trying to damage our property. And then the state says, well, you don't have a right to do that. That's our job. Whenever they're not even there to do it in the first place. How does a private property owner win in that situation? How do they come out of that net positive, right? Not even net positive, neutral, right? Okay. They had to do something, but they, they were able to save their property. How do they come out of that neutral when they know that the state is going to come after them? And you know what sucks? It, we don't have a positive ID on the person who did this shooting. We have Twitter investigators. And if the Twitter investigators are right, the person who pulled the trigger was a 17-year-old bootlicker. Like, 
Now, this part, I'm, I'm not going to give any names. I'm not going to point you in any sort of direction. I just want to give this for a potential context. All, everything I am saying right now, take it with a grain of salt. None of this is verified. But if this person was the one who actually did the shooting, okay, we have a kid here, all right, 17, legally a kid, right, who's put in the situation where he had to pull the trigger and kill those people. Justifiably so. That's the world we're in right now, right? That's the world we're in right now. Defending private property is not a crime, okay? And my beliefs on private property come before my opinions on his, honestly, garbage beliefs, okay? His, his ability to defend private property, to engage in the nap and respond to aggressions comes before my opinion on him being a, a cop-loving bootlicker whatever okay that's really just a moot point in, in this conversation just to give some kind of context to who this might be regardless however i think i've done a pretty good job at illustrating why this makes me so frustrated and why i felt like i needed to talk about this and this is the part where i have to say like You know, I try really hard not to collectivize. I really do. I try really hard not to collectivize all of these people together. There are plenty of people who are protesting peacefully, who have nothing to do with the rioters or the looters. But how can you assemble knowing that... <laughs> all right, I'm, this is the part where I'm actually going to piss some people off. I might have pissed some people off in that last part, but this is the part where I'm actually going to piss some people off. So everybody... Tighten up, tighten up your boots and, and, and buckle your belts and, and seat tight and, you know, shoulder straps and all that jazz, you know, because because this is this is going to be where I probably piss somebody off royally. The state permits you the ability to protest for a reason, right? Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time protesting does nothing. OK. And if you are a voluntarist or an anarchist or just a big L libertarian for Pete's sake and you're engaged in these protests, you're engaged in the wrong protests, okay? I'm just going to let you know now, all right? Blo blocking traffic alone, like let's just say you just go to a protest that cuts off the, the movement of traffic on the roads, okay? Just blocking traffic, just saying that someone can't go where they need to go. That There's no ethical distinction between doing that and locking someone in a cage. There's none. There's none. You know, and this comes back to some of the previous incidences that we've had with these protests, right? There's no point in any of us being there, any of us voluntarists being there. I'm just, I'm just going to say, it. you are a free person and you can do whatever you want. You have complete agency over your body, you can you could go and participate in this and go as far as you want with it. You can even become a state of nature being and violate someone's nap. You have the capacity to do so. Would I recommend that? Would you be a very good voluntarist if you did? No. But you can do that. Right? You you have the, the physical ability to walk on your feet and go out there. And guys, I get it. I get it. Okay? It seems like we're just sitting here screaming at the wall into the void. Nothing's getting done. Nothing's changing. These protesters have a chance to change things, right? 
If you if you get involved in these protests, maybe we can make, you know, make us one step better, right? Okay, maybe maybe we can defund the police or something like that. Well, one, not only has that narrative basically completely pivoted, which was the only thing that I agreed with the BLM protesters on, but now we have you have all of these other things, and you you can't you can't help but but collectivize yourself in that to some extent, right? It's the same ideas behind voting, right? If you believe voting is violence. But you believe going out there and being a part of a protest that creates a, a negative change in society doesn't also make you culpable for that change? Then I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's a, that seems like a double standard to me, honestly. It really does. Just because one's a ballot and, and the other is, is you going out there and, and imposing change onto society. That's <laughs> how is that any different than just voting for the change to begin with? Right. Honestly. Seriously, I'm not saying no good has ever come from a protest. Obviously, good has come from protests, right? But this is not it, guys. This is not it. Let me construct just a small hypothetical for you, and then I'll leave this issue, okay? What is the ethical distinction between voting for someone who will bring about, uh, let's just throw everything that the protests, big protests wants together, right? Because if you go out and you support these movements, you're going to support the people who have the microphones who are sitting next to the politicians' ears, right? They, they don't care about little, little gun rights activists in the corner, okay? They care about, okay, that's another body at the BLM protest. Whether you like that or not, that's how it is, okay? You will be collectivized if you show up to one of those events, because they will lump you in with the rest of them or they'll count you in their numbers, whether or not you agree with everything. So what's the difference between showing support for a candidate who has things like a reparations tax, who has things like redistribution of wealth and property, who has things like, you know, gun control laws, but, 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 but they want to, they want to minimize the police. That's pretty cool, right? They want to, they want to deescalate the police. They want to demilitarize the police. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Which maybe we could vote for him and get that through versus going to a protest where you will be collectivized into their group, whether you want to or not, that supports things like a reparations tax, like redistribution of wealth and property like, oh, you know, oh, wait, they, 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 they do want to minimize the police state. They want to they want to minimize that a little bit. Not, not completely, though. Not completely. They just want to, like, get rid of the big stuff, like shooting black people. Other than that, everything else, that's fine. That's fine. They just don't want to shoot any more black people. Okay. <laughs> does this make any sense? Am I, am I connecting at all here? All right. Maybe I'm just being a douchebag. I don't know. Maybe I am. Tell me in the comments if you think I'm just, I'm just being ignorant. But this is, the, I see it the exact same way. I, I don't see one as being better than the other in any capacity at all. I see these things as, as almost identical. It's just individuals trying to force their will onto society through one method or another, through through a societal method that is developed in, via a government or through social pressures, which is just another societal mechanism for change. Okay. If the goal of these protests was entirely just to educate people, right? Like if it was more like a demonstration, like, okay, let's plug the guys over in Dallas. Okay. Um, they have all of their d demonstrations, right? The do not comply group. 
they have like for an example they did their they built the guillotine uh patrick smith was involved in this one actually built the guillotine took it over to the courthouse and then they talked about jury nullification right as a protest that that was really an educational opportunity there was no like we want to change xyz now this is like uh, they were educating people in a way to increase freedom immediately right that's a completely different style of event from we want policy change this is how we're going to get it right particularly when it escalates into damaging a private property particularly when okay so i feel like i've kind of beat this issue over the head now and uh, if I haven't already made you upset, you probably agree with me at this point. Or even if you don't agree with me, uh, specifically for what I said, you may tangentially agree with me through whatever own rationalization you have. Um, but yeah, I'll stop preaching. I will get off my soapbox. But I just felt like we needed to talk about this today. Because man, I was feeling a certain kind of way when I woke up this morning. And when I saw everything that was happening. So, do with this information what you will. I just think it's really important that we keep in mind that the media is trying to spin this in a very specific way. And it's not for this. It's not good for private property owners. It's good for everybody else, but private property owners. So if you are someone who believes in these protests and I haven't convinced you that you shouldn't be affiliated with them and that you still believe that you should be supporting this, you should be the single most vocal member about how bad the rioters are, how bad for the movement the rioters are, because all they are doing is enabling the state and enabling victimization of private property owners. That's it. Okay, I'm done. That was, that was the final straw there. So if you all enjoyed the show, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, etc. if you're watching on YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube and you're watching on the podcast or listening in the podcast, thank you very much for coming. Go ahead, drop a review, five stars, four stars, whatever you think I deserve. And uh, let me know what you think of the show. If you have any constructive criticisms, I'm more than happy to hear it. If you guys aren't yet, you can follow me on the Facebook page. It's where I post updates. Like I posted an update this morning saying, hey, we've got to talk about this. I don't have a show schedule, but we're going to do a show for tonight. And uh, it'll be posted in the afternoon. You can find that over on the Facebook page. And in the community group is where I'll be posting if I ever have any additional show notes to give context for a show. All that stuff will be going there. So, like, I'm going to post the videos or at least uh, links to the videos of the shootings that happened so you guys can make a determination for yourself from the same things I saw. So, that's all I've got for today. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. Do as good as you can to stay safe. Make good choices. Don't violate the nap. And more importantly, take it easy.